Hello, Fred. But perhaps now we can finally be civil. You killed three of my friends. That's not civil. Oh, well, that was just a misunderstanding. You're all, or were, soldiers, right? This whole place was built on murder. No. Well, I suppose murder is subjective. Not really. You enjoy it, don't you? The killing. Well, I gotta admit, I did get kind of a charge at a blowing your brother's fucking head off. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. episode 242 welcome back to the buzzkill podcast where today we get hyped on mushroom stamps <laughs> in oh yeah in bitches be tripping bitches be tripping <laughs> bitches do be tripping right sometimes sometimes i'm not ta- i'm not talking about females no you're talking about uh oh, i'm talking about females dogs dogs yeah like like mine, she's 16 years old, yeah, so she, she'll she just be walking across a flat floor, <laughs> and she'll just fall. Yeah, I mean, that happens. She's, Bitches be tripping. She's she's old as dirt. She's old as balls. Uh, what's So, 7 times 16, that would be 142? No, that's it. She's a, Is that right? I, I don't know how you do dog years. I've never been good at that. 42, 7, 8, is 9, 10, 11. Oh, it's 112. So, 100, so she's 112 in human years. Damn. Pretty fucking old. I mean, she's she's still kicking, though. She can still walk. I think most 112-year-olds probably can't do that. So, I- <laughs> That's because most of them are dead. <laughs> it's a very good reason for them not to be able to walk. And if they are, then you got a zombie problem. Mm. Whole nother problem. Whole. Whole. Whole nother problem. Whole other other problem. Whole other problem. Whole other problem. Whole nother problem. It's so Midwest right now. Sorry. What do you want from me? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, hey, guess what? We are recording this on the same day that we released our last episode. <laughs> and that's not because we're recording... Uh, well, we are recording early, actually, yeah. technically speaking. But it's not because we're recording on a Monday. It's just because we're pieces of shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens when the week gets away from you and uh, your, your shit doesn't work like it's supposed to. Yeah, that too. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you get a late episode this week. Sorry. And by when Mike says your shit doesn't work, he actually means me. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. I am, go- I am Mike shit. And I, I wasn't going I to spell it out, but you know. <laughs> oh, well. well. No, I. To, to I be fair, I was a day late on the description, and then you were another two no, days. No, you were two days late. On was the, I? Yeah, you were two days late. Was I? Yeah. Because I asked for it Monday night. You still didn't give it to me on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you came over on Wednesday. No, no, no. <laughs> I came over on Tuesday. I gave Did it you? to you on Tuesday. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, point is, we were late. Um, no, it, I did have a I did have a weird thing going on with my computer though. Um, mm. I had to update. Yeah, we also did and, have technical difficulties, yeah. but. But uh, anyway, though, we yeah. can hardly blame it on. You know that, what? Can we? It happens every now and then. After sure. four and a half years, it's bound to happen sometimes. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Well. Uh, but we do have more important things to uh, to worry about this week, James. We do. For you, at least. Okay. It's fucking Father's Day. Oh. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, man. 
I mean, technically, it's not actually Father's Day. No, but. technically, this is getting released the day after, and we're recording it two days before. So, somewhere sandwiched in that. That's in that a lot of fest. math for how tired I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you so tired, Ben? I don't know. I did. I stayed up. I stayed up late last night making uh, that sweet spatula sheath for my dad. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. Turned out pretty good. Huh? Turned out really good. I like it. Yeah, you should buy those fifty-dollar spatulas. Make the sheaths, then sell them as a combo unit for like 150 bucks. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what you should I was do. Gonna, I was going to say that's. The th- I don't know if people would pay the amount that I would because the spatula just, is already just buy one of them. The spatula is already 50 bucks, and then I would have to. Yeah, I'd probably have to charge it at least 80 bucks, yeah. maybe 100 for the sheath. But yeah, like I said, just buy one, make one, and then if it sells, oh, they're sold out and they're on back order. <laughs> Dudes are super into their grills though, so maybe. I don't yeah, know. It, it might work. Yeah, and the I mean, you could sell at least five of them to fucking Brian alone. <laughs> and the thing that you just said is exactly how Ace Hardware does it, because they. So I'm talking. We're talking about this. It's a, a Traeger. Sorry, Casey Jones is so young. Oh, he's so fine. Jesus. Fine. We uh, we're watching the prophecy. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, so you go to Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware, and they always only have this is a it's a Traeger XL spatula. It's like it's the spatula to end all spatulas, right? It's a it's spatula that can huge. end your life. Yeah, absolutely. It could. Oh yeah, you could definitely kill somebody. Oh, with it. definitely. I have, <laughs> and, then, and then I grill them up on my new thirty-six inch flat iron. Isn't there actually like a blade on the side of it? It's it's pretty sharp on the yeah. side. Yeah. Um. But but then uh, they only ever have one hanging there, and I've gone and I've bought. I went one day. I bought one, and I was like, "This thing's sick." I think my dad would like one, so I went back. I got there was one on the shelf, and I was like, "I think that's what they do." Is they own they always only put they. I'm sure they have a few of them in the back, uh-huh. but they're fifty bucks, which is expensive for a spatula. But they probably go. I'm just gonna put one out there because some dude. He's going to be rolling through here, and he's going to see that one. It's what I did. Sure. I saw one of them hanging there, and I go, oh, I got to get this. Like, there's only one of these left. And I go, it's $50, though. But there's only one left. Or And it's and then, so I bought it, of course. And then they watch me on the camera, and they go, some sucker bought one of those Traeger XLs. They bring another one out. I have another theory for you. What? Uh, it's a very small thing that's very easily stolen, so they're not going to put a shit ton of them out on the floor at one time. It's not that small, though. It's not also, huge. Also, who's stealing stuff from Ace Hardware? Ace holes. <laughs> ace holes. <laughs> you ace holes. No, people who go into Ace Hardware are their their dads. I mean, not all of them. Some dads steal. Well, those dads are dads. I'm just saying, some dads steal. I'm just I'm just saying that I think most most of the most of the guys who go into Ace Hardware are like. Our dads. Well, and they're not of, stealing shit. That's that's fair. But speaking of the dads that do steal and the dads that don't, happy Father's Day to all of them. Oh yeah, bringing that back around. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, happy Happy Father's Day to Jay, the architect. Jay Rod. His first Father's Day. Yeah, man. That's he's, awesome. He's gonna probably end up working because that's what he does. That is accurate. <laughs> Much to his wife's dismay. <laughs> I will be camping on Father's Day. Oh yeah, where are you guys going? With my father. Oh. I think this might be the first time i'm spending father's day with my dad in fuck i don't know 10 really? 10 years maybe really well yeah i mean he lives up in the thumb okay I'm, in fairness he used to drive there every day for work in so, fairness that's not that is true uh 
but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Well, it, Father's Day has never really been a big thing, you know, for us. It's like you it's not, give. It's not a big thing for Big Jim. You give him a call. You send him a card with a, a B Dubs uh, <laughs> gift certificate, and we call it a day. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. We're going over to Wagner Park. Uh, taking the kids camping for the first time ever. So. Oh. Did you do your trial run yet? Trial run. You said well, you're gonna do a trial run in the backyard. Well, we're not staying in the tent. Oh, you're not? No, we're going to stay in my parents, so they have the big camper and they have the shit stuff. Mm-hmm. They're staying in the shit stuff, and then gotcha, we're going to stay gotcha, in the big gotcha. camper. Okay. But we did go see them last weekend when they were at Elginac, and the kids were, you know... Having a field day? Yeah, just nice. having a great time. So I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of cool, fun. man. Yeah, I'll be, out, uh, I'll be out in the water Saturday morning. We're taking my dad out day early because they're going out of town as well, so... Where are they going? Uh, camping somewhere. I don't know. They probably said it. I wasn't paying attention. But uh, so you guys going to do some yak we're fishing? Gonna, we're gonna do some. Uh, some I don't know about any fishing, but we're gonna do some yakking around I'm just Belle doing Isle. Some yakking. Uh, me and my brother and my dad. So it'll be cool. fun. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's all we got. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, have, hopefully, uh, if you're a dad out there, you had a you had a good day yesterday. Yeah. Because goddamn it, we're gonna be releasing this episode on time. Yes. God we are. willing. God willing. <laughs> so we're watching the prophecy. <laughs> we need all the God in our side we can get for this week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that though, I haven't had anything else going on this week. It's been a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty lazy week. Pretty not slow. Pretty slow week. Did we not do something important this week? I can't uh, remember. I went to the zoo last week. No, no, okay. I don't think yeah, I've seen so. you. Yeah, I don't think since so. the zoo anyway. So yeah, nothing then. Nothing. Literally nothing. Li- oh, I saw you. We watched uh, one of the movies. Oh well, two days ago. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little while. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't had much going on. Just kind of getting prepared for camping and stuff like That's that it. so last uh last week of spring summer's yeah. next week baby oh baby oh baby oh baby um i am i'm i'm geared up for summer look at how tan my arm is you see that t- um it looks it looks like a it looks like white and red mixed that's the only part of my body that is that color right now <laughs> I don't now, even... now, now turn the arm the other way yeah oh there it is it's like a Pasty. frog's belly <laughs> i cannot get it i i want to desperate i'd like i want to try and get a tan on my body because i've never had one mm-hmm. but i also you know don't want don't want to you know like get more sun damage than i already have just get a tattoo of the word tan on your arm it's like you got a tan that's <laughs> it's actually kind of brilliant <laughs> tattoo spray tan oh is that a thing it should never be a thing tan what you like can... full like full like the people that do full blackout well, like yeah, body guys, blackouts guys are not guys not just guys guys and gals there's some people that you follow on instagram oh, yeah. who have like their full torsos blacked oh yeah out. it's like it's like i say i want a full full body uh body suit but i just want it to be one skin color Skin, skin color, color, skin color, skin color more than what I currently have. Well, there's that one dude who had like, uh, you showed him oh, to me, had like beautiful black and gray beautiful, tattoos beautiful all work. over his body, like amazing and red, work. And red. And re- a little bit of red. And then he just blacked his whole torso out. I don't get it. Except for like one Why? eyeball in the middle that of his chest so or something. Expensive. Why would you spend that kind of money and that kind of dedication of time? To getting a full body suit like that just to cover it up with black. I think Listen, some people just get hooked on the process of getting tattooed, you know, to the so point. When they, so when they run out of when room, they run out of room, it's just like, well, what can I do now? Just start filling it in. Maybe, maybe I, I just don't get it. I'm sure that the people that have done it have reasons for it. It's just like I don't personally just I don't get it. I don't get blackout unless the blackout's part of like a design. Right, um, like the like the bass player drummer from I think it's the bass player of Rage Against the Machine. Rage, yeah, he's had and he and he might have been one of the first people I'd ever even heard of that got blackout. He's had his is his his is so old that it's more of an OD green now. Kind of, yeah. You know, yeah. 
Um, like he's had it for like 25 oh, years. Oh, since the 90s. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really get that. Uh, anyway, though, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Speaking of, speaking of, <laughs> I don't know how to speaking do this. Speaking of making mistakes in your life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let's get to some corrections. Woohoo. Not that anybody that gets blackout tattoos are making mistakes in their lives. Yes, they are. Okay. Let's just, let's just <laughs> call it what it is. Stupid! You're so stupid! Well, that took way longer to get back into it than we uh, anticipated. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we can't do anything on Thursday nights. Everything feels weird tonight. Like, everything feels off, doesn't it? Yes. It's, it's bizarre. Including my pants. Oh, well. My pants feel that's, off. That's Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things last week that we uh, actually didn't know that much about was uh, Baphomet and how Baphomet fits into like modern Satanism as mm-hmm. opposed to like Levian Satanism. Mm-hmm. And then you have devil worship and all these different types of it. <clears throat> and uh, it turns out it's actually a very confusing sort of history with the, with the, the character of Baphomet in the, the long lineage of, of Satanism. The devil's a motherfucking liar. Kinda. Um, like I know that uh, Levey used it for like more mystical reasons. Like, like. Um, it, do you have it in front of you right there? Yeah, I was reading something here. Uh, so Levey used. Um, I, this is this is more so about Satan rather than um, Baphomet in particular. But it said that uh, Levey was an atheist. Uh-huh. So he rejected the existence of all gods. LeVay and his church do not espouse a belief in Satan as an entity who literally exists, and LeVay did not encourage the worship of Satan as a deity. Instead, the use of Satan as a central figure is intentionally symbolic. Yeah. Uh, instead of worshiping the devil as a real figure, the image of Satan is embraced because of its association with social nonconformity and rebellion against the dominant system. So I guess that is sort of the modern. It is. But I, 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 I still like how many of these, because I feel like, I feel like the church of Satan now is more of a, a fad kind of thing. Like people do it, people do it because it's edgy and because it's nonconformist. I think, but they will also, some people do for sure. I don't think though that, well, take for instance, take for instance, when the Baphomet statue was erected in Detroit, Mm -hmm. whatever, you, you know what, do it, do what you're going to do. I don't give a shit, but there were people literally like standing in front of it and mostly in a joking way, but they were doing like, you know, they were like bowing down to it and stuff like that. Well, sure. That's kind of what I was saying is is totally antithetical to the idea of what Levian Satanism yes, is. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, and what I was saying before about being mystical or whatever, it wasn't Levay, it was Aleister Crowley. Mm. Aleister Crowley used the image of Baphomet as like this like, mystical, sort of like sexually charged, like this, uh, his whole thing. Levay did that too. I was reading about it earlier. He did, he, but Crowley's like, the one that like started though. Right, right, right. Like, Crowley was like the original Mr. Crowley. Yeah, Levay Le- um, uh, still it, it had uh, was involved in the practice of magic. Yeah, greater and lesser magic, and there were rituals involving. Um, uh, compassion, destruction, and sex, and like learning manipulative techniques with, through psychology and, and shit like that. Yeah. So it's... there's also a lot of history with uh, Baphomet and the Knights Templar. Apparently, oh, really? they they were accused of worshiping Baphomet, Satan, which uh, which was not true, obviously. But it there's lots of ties to that back in the day. How do you know it's is... not true? Hmm? How do you know it's not true? No, I, I was there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> 
duh. Duh. Uh, anyway, though, that's uh, that's that. I don't know if we really uh, got to the bottom of that or not. But yeah, who gives a shit? It's kind of confusing, though, really. Yeah. Um. All right. The uh, the Crimson Messiah himself, Vito Power. Ooh. Uh, he mentioned that they that they referenced the man the Manson family directly in the in uh, Annabelle last yep. week. And I wasn't sure. I did, I I think on the I think TV, right? I think we both said that we missed that, right? Yeah. So they did indeed uh, directly reference the Manson family in the beginning of Annabelle. Uh, they never actually say Manson, but they refer to them as the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mention the fact that they reside on the Spawn Ranch, which is where the Manson family yeah. resided, and then they say that several of them are in custody for the brutal Tate LaBianca murders. Ah, there so, you go. There you go. So yeah, and, and Mike was saying that it was uh, it was off by a year or something like that. There's a little bit of an inconsistency oh, that, there. That's yeah. that's kind of what he was bitching about. Right yeah. on, right on. But um, anyway, that's uh, that's all we got for corrections. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, why don't you get your little your little key strap? Oh, my us. Yep, get your little us up and go grab the beer. Got it. Uh, this week, we decided to uh, do a couple movies where people are taking taking some drugs. Namely, psychedelics, which I guess uh, in VFW, I don't really... They never really tell you what the drug does. Oh, it, well, it turns you into a zombie. So... so. I don't. I don't know. I, it to me. It to me. It seems like it's probably more of like a heroin. Uh, yeah, heroin. like a, a a narcotic or an Looks, o, an opioid. It, it makes not you an f- opioid. That would be that'd be heroin. Would that be heroin? Yeah, heroin's an opioid. Is it? Yeah. Well, shit, man. I don't know anything about drugs. It's a pretty. It's a pretty easy one. Uh, the, the point is, though. The I point is, is that don't all the people smoke drugs, Mike. All the people in VFW are fucking hyped. Yeah, they're hyped, bro. They're they're hypers. Um, so, really, this was more like I was cruising through the store and I saw this beer and I was like, that would be a good beer to do for the show. And I was like, I, I went to Google and I was like, movies about psychedelic drugs. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and this, this we've in. been wanting to do VFW for a long time. Uh, and VFW does, uh, the whole movie hinges around this storyline about this girl, Lizard, who has some drugs. Sure. And then, uh, and Shrooms. And Shrooms which is a movie is, that we've been kicking around for a long time. I didn't know anything about Shrooms. I just, I, I like the cover art. I think it's cool. I, I, I like these types of, uh, like, it, it, it reminds me of The Descent, how they used the Salvador Dali picture. Yeah. Uh, where it's like five women, um, and, you know, like, they're all kind of, like, laying on the floor, but they form a, a skull. skull. Yep. I've always liked the cover art of shrooms because it's three sh- mushrooms like against the backdrop of the full moon and it and it makes, makes a skull. A skull. Yeah. So yeah, I was yep. like, yeah, that looks like a fun movie to do. Had no idea what it was about. I had never even seen a trailer for this movie. I went into yeah, it 1,000% blind. Yeah, same. I had always heard about it, though. Like I know that we had always talked about it. It had always been on a radar of one that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd heard other people talk about it. So it had like somewhat of a reputation in my head just because I know people that had, had liked it and talked about it. <clears throat> So uh, we watched it. We did indeed. And um, um, to go along with that, we got some psychedelic cat grass, a triple dry hopped American India Pale Ale from Shorts Brewing Company. Ooh. I don't see any write up on the. Yeah, is there not? I don't think so. Yeah. 
doesn't what's matter. What's to know? You drink it and you get fucked what's up. What's to know? Right? You drink it and I think there's... I think it's, it's like any other drug. I'm I'm just going to assume since there's no write-up and it's called psychedelic cat grass that it's actually brewed with um, catnip. Black, black tar. Oh, and I know... Yeah. No, black, little, black tar catnip. Just... <laughs> black tar in there just to give it a little kick. You know, it's funny. It's psychedelic cat grass is what this is called. Uh, so my girlfriend and I adopted a couple of cats a few, uh, few months back or whatever, uh-huh. and she got them this uh, subscription box. She had heard she had heard online that like cats can get bored with their toys, and they spend a lot of time at home by themselves. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm going to get them this new box and keep their toys fresh, right? Mm-hmm. The box came down doused in nothing but like catnip like the whole box has like, everything inside of it is nothing but catnip she sent a video These of them fucking going crazy cats went insane <laughs> over they didn't even they barely even got the toys out they were just like rubbing their whole bodies over the box uh-huh. and like trying to get in oh my god it was fucking hysterical it's funny that cats do drugs <laughs> i know right? and they like super like it <laughs> and and we and we condone it but we also do drugs and super like it oh yeah that's true so <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but it's just funny that our cats do it too. Like, it's, do any other animals do? Oh, wait, hold on. There's we did see a bear in a bathtub once. That's true. I don't and know if he it was had on, to be high. I, it might, might have been. There's a uh, there's what is it that I've heard before? There's something that I've heard before about a particular animal where the thing that that is the main part of their diet basically has them stoned all the time. Is it otters. Is it, no, because otters eat all kinds of shit. Um, it might I, be it might be eucalyptus. It might be um, oh koalas. Koalas might be. I know that I know that eucalyptus has a uh, the the leaves literally have poison on them. That's why they're not safe for any other eucalyptus. Animals. Yeah, yeah. And and koalas and the, can eat them because so th- they just don't affect. So them. think about it. The poison. It might be that. That could be a correction <laughs> Maybe for next just week. Getting but, them high all the time. Yeah, that could be a correction. <laughs> but I, I've I've heard what you're talking about before. Um, another thing that I learned recently. Who the hell was telling me this? Was it when we were at the zoo? Somebody said koalas are so... They're cute, right? Sure. They're cute and cuddly. Drop bears. Uh, drop bears. Um, and, 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 and should definitely be, uh, definitely be preserved. What the fuck, dude? I don't remember this part of this movie. He wasn't kissing her. I think he was transferring his soul but i just sorry, sorry. it definitely <laughs> looks like a yeah, grown man kissing a seven-year-old no, child it, that grown man definitely had his lips wrapped around that child um we're <laughs> yeah uh we're still watching the prophecy here i completely forgot about that scene this is why you don't see eric stoltz in movies anymore <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so apparently i and this is another thing i, I just took this person at their word so I, I i should probably look this up but apparently uh koalas are so dumb that if you give them their food in any other way other than it growing on the branch, they won't recognize what it is, and they basically starve. Like if you take the, took the eucalyptus leaves and put them on a plate yeah. and then handed them the they plate full of eucalyptus it. leaves, they wouldn't know what to do with it, and they would literally is that, starve to is death. Is that them being dumb or them just being an animal and not knowing what a plate is? I mean, any other any other animal, though. Like if you Like if you... If you take a fish out of the sea and then put it on a plate and then put it in front of a and put it in front of a a dolphin, I think that it would eat the fish. Well, the dolphin is also on land; it would also be dead. (laughs) No, well, no. I'm thinking more like in SeaWorld where they can hop up on that little. Oh, okay. You know that little death shelf. Um, I got you. I got you. I don't know. Can you think of any other animal that's that dumb? 
I no, I, I don't know if I would call it dumbness. It's dumb. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. They're dumb. Okay. They're cute, but they're can dumb. We, can we cheers to this so I can drink it? Finally? Sure, bud. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Oh my. Hmm. Was this tropical? Because there's definitely tropical flavorings to this. And it doesn't actually say what they used in it. Well, it's triple dry hops. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a, a blend of Chinook and Kenobi hops. Kenobi? Yeah. <laughs> General Kenobi <laughs> hops. Because it's very forceful on my tongue. I don't know why I'm talking like uh, <laughs> clear eyes. Uh, because <laughs> Bill, what's it, uh, not Bill Nye, uh, Ben Stein. There ben we go. Stein. Um, because that's how assholes talk <laughs> when they're trying to describe beer. I would not describe Ben Stein as an asshole, though. Ben Stein? He gave away his money. Didn't you ever watch that show? Yeah. Yeah, it was a I great love show. that show. That show was so good. Who was, um, the, who was the co-host? Who was that? Um, it wasn't Joe Rogan. Was it Kimmel? Can't. Yes, it was Kimmel. I think yes. it was. Yes. What a good show. I was going to say it was either Kimmel or, um. They used to come back. Sorry, tangent. Uh, uh, no, it was definitely it? Kimmel. It was the definitely the other Kimmel. guy's name. Why can't I think of it? Other guy Adam, from the Man Show. Uh, yeah, uh, Adam McMillian. No, uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam Lambert. Adam. Adam Lambert. Oh my God, Adam Carolla. Adam there, Carolla. There it is. There. It yeah, is. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel though, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, that okay. was a great show. Cool. All right. Anyway, Let's, why is uh, my mouse way over here? I, I, that don't, I don't know. God, I'm tired, dude. <laughs> We're a mess tonight. All right. Let's get into the uh, into the news here. Um, yeah, that's what we're drinking. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. I'm sorry, everyone. That's all right. The bleed feed. <laughs> all right, James. Yes, Michael. Uh, we do have a death this week. Oh, shit. I know, right? I know how to. I know how to show you a good time. What can I say? Well, this this particular death is less less impactful for me than it might be for some. Why is that? Well, why don't you tell us okay. who it is? Uh, well, rest in peace this week to Ned Beatty. Uh, Beatty. Ned, oh, Beatty. Sorry, yep. yeah, Ned Beatty. Uh, he was 83 years old. Died of natural causes. Uh, seems almost a little bit young to die of natural causes, but I suppose 83 is yeah, 83 is pretty. He's no spring check, I guess. Anymore. Well, he was all he's all he's a bigger guy, you know. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know who he is, right? I I guess I haven't seen a picture of him in a long time. Oh, okay. So a lot of yeah, I guess a lot I, of guys well, that are bigger in their younger years, though, you see them later in life, right. and they're they they're svelte, they're they've lost a ton of weight, you know. So, and and you know what you'd never see? What fat old people? <laughs> it's no, they, I'm serious. You don't see them. It's because if they stay fat, they die earlier. Yeah, especially men. Yeah. Like when was the last time you saw an elderly, old, gigantic fat man? Um, my not very often. My my, I know, I know. And fine. So anybody who's not Italian, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of fat old guys who are Italians. <laughs> but but those are but those are like 60s and 70s. Yeah. Like you don't see guys in their 80s, no, 90s, 90s who are fat. No. It's very rare. No. Um. So here's why uh, this death is less less impactful for me because I thought Ned Beatty died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad when I saw the headline and I was like, "Oh, I've had a couple of those I in the, he was in the show." Yeah. I've had a couple of those when we've talked about people that died on the show, but uh, yeah, he passed away uh, this past Sunday. Uh, uh, 
Beatty uh, has shown up in a few horror flicks throughout his career, including The Exorcist 2, Heretic, the best mm-hmm. of The Exorcist movies, mm-hmm. uh, and Repossessed. Wait, what? Oh, what? oh God. <laughs> I, I agreed, and then I go, no. You what? what? I you agreed. What? Um, yeah, uh, however, he it was his role as Bobby in 1972's Deliverance that uh, really <laughs> that really put him on the map. Um, he also featured in movies like Superman 1 and 2, uh, Rudy, Captain America, Toy Story 3, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, to name a few. Ooh, excuse Are me. Are you okay there? You got I was trying to talk through a burp, and it, just, <laughs> it wasn't helping. Um, anyway, though, he's been in a ton of stuff, though, so he had a big, long career. Uh, rest in peace to Ned Beatty. Rest in peace. All right, let's see here. Uh, not a whole lot of news this week, guys. I literally have two things of news. Really? And that's it. All right. Uh, so the first thing here, uh, Keanu Reeves is coming back, obviously, for uh, John Wick Chapter 4, Whoa. which I know you haven't seen them and you need to. Yeah, They're I know. so good. I know. Um, I was going to say, we could do a crossover with that other action action movie podcast, but fuck those guys. <gasps> Scandal. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Fuck you, Josh. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, we already knew that uh, uh, Donnie Yen from IP Man, at least at least if you keep up on it, you knew this. Donnie Yen from the IP Man series. Did you say IP Man? Yeah. Isn't it Eep Man? I've always said IP. I'm not actually sure exactly how you pronounce it. Uh, Vito would know because he loves those movies. Vito would know. Uh, he's also sure he's also a pretty big Donnie Yen fan, but uh, he's in it though. Bill Skarsgård is actually in Chapter Four. Okay. And uh, this uh, we're talking about this because uh, we've been talking about this dude for a bit here. Uh, Hiroshi Sonata was just added to the oh, uh, to the list here. Nice. Uh, Mortal Kombat, obviously, and Army of the Dead. I feel like this year has been like his biggest year in a long time with well, these big ass movies coming out. Yeah. He is a badass. Squirpion. 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 (laughs) Get over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that needs to be a movie. That's not funny. That needs (laughs) to be a movie. But it is for some reason. Sonya Gage. Yep, yep. That why is there not a Mortal Kombat? Why is Mortal Kombat not a fucking movie? James. Why is Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Didn't, we, didn't we already talk about this? Maybe. I, think I don't we know. talked about this on the show before. Mortal Kombat. Oh. <laughs> uh, loose hang. Loose. <laughs> Gapo. <laughs> Oh, oh, is that like Shang Poon? <laughs> this shit writes itself. Uh, Goro could just stay the same, basically. Think, yeah, it could be. Could be. Horo. 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 Uh, there's got to be. Oh. oh, there's gonna be tons, right? Um, and I can't think. I now I can't think of them off the top of my head. Like, Ga- Gaiden. Gaiden. You gotta. You gotta have. You gotta have um, representation. Yep. Across yep. the board. I, I so. agree. I agree. <clears throat> Played by Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay anyway um let's see here uh yeah anyway though i just thought that was cool that uh, hiroshi sonata was uh bagging himself another huge role uh in this <laughs> in this uh in this uh this year so yeah. that's pretty awesome totes uh blues totes. literally we're on blues already oh geez hold yep. on i wasn't prepared for this i told you i had two bits of research <clears throat> all right you're you you're you're two bits. You're worth two bits. 
I could Par- do porn if I had two bits. It'd be huge. Paramount has a uh, um. Geez, hold on, hold on. Let me let me restart here. <clears throat> Paramount has, of course, announced their upcoming Friday the Thirteenth Eight movie Blu-ray collection, which will feature newly remastered versions of the first four films. If that seems a bit superfluous to you, Michael being that there's already several Friday the 13th uh, Blu-ray sets, which are much more awesome, uh-huh. such as that one up on your shelf right there. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this won't shock you too much. A newly remastered standalone Blu-ray of just the original Friday the 13th will also be available on August 10th, which you can currently pre-order through Amazon for $14.99. I, Hold on. I, Hold I, on. No, all I'm going to say is I don't understand why they're remastering it again. I it's probably there, it's been no, remastered well, no, it's, to death. It's still like I don't oh, yeah, get it. It's right. been that movie has been remastered to death. How they much just different to, can you make they it? They just look? have to. They just have to say it. I it's know. what it's it is. What grab. it is is they 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 hand it over to their guy who does the remaster. This is how this works. I'm I'm pretty familiar with you know the ins and outs did of you, the industry. Did you do uh, some undercover work. Yeah, James they, Baird on the scene. They, they hand it over <laughs> to the guy who does the remastering. He does he he. He takes one slider, right? Yep. Because I'm assuming this is all analog, right? Takes one slider. <laughs> yeah, of course it's analog. <laughs> he, he he pushes it up like halfway and then nudges it back down maybe 26%. Yep. Remastered. I was going to say, they go and they, and, and if they're doing it digitally, they probably just go into like the tinting and they go just to the R, you know, the red, blue, green. Right. right. They go just to the green, bump it up like 1%. Yeah, Remastered. Right. <laughs> Being that I have been on the ground looking into this, it's more like three point five percent. Okay, okay. But then they knock it back down just because they don't want to go overboard to like a two 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 five. What? And then remastered. Why do I feel like your undercover work is pretty akin to just remember that kids on the street <laughs> show? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> What? It was this old like it was on I forget what channel it was on. It was some comedy show though where it was just a kid in an oversized suit walking up to adults <laughs> and just like asking them like the the crassest questions you can imagine. <laughs> I remember Andy Milanakis doing it for yeah, uh, no, it was, no, like it the man show or something. No, it like wasn't that. him. I'm gonna look it up on on our next break <clears throat> and I'll show it to you. But um, all right. Funny. Anyway, speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, Mike. Uh, how much did you spend on that beautiful Scream Factory Blu-ray box set? I almost there? don't want to answer this. Yes, you do. I don't. You do, though. So back in July of 2020, when Scream Factory first put their pre-sales up, uh, the only ones they had for sale was it was the set with the lithographs. I typically don't care about the lithographs, but mm. it was the only way that you could pre-order it. Correct. And if we learned anything from the beautiful Halloween set they put out, uh, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And I wanted to get my hands on it. So I paid... I paid 280 Washingtons for that guy. 280 George George Washingtons. Yes. Um yeah. And yeah. and and standard retail price for that box set, not including the lithographs is 159. 159 it dropped considerably. Yeah. Well, um Scream Factory has slashed the price of the box set yeah. down to 99 99 marking the first and likely only time that the price of the set will be under a hundred dollars. I'm thinking about picking one up, it's such bullshit. I'm thinking about picking one up and then I will bring it over here all the time and just hold it and I'll I'll just 
hold it in front of your face yeah. and just be so like, look at this Scream beautiful Factory, set that I got for $99. Scream Factory often does really good sales where their stuff's like half off or whatever. That's fine, right? Yeah. But the fact that they, that they, I feel like they almost scammed people in the very beginning because they went from being this super limited thing to then, oh, we're adding like 7,000 more sets, right? So, no, so it's no longer, that it's no longer this limited thing. <clears throat> right. Now they're dropping the price. It's only it's only been out for a year. They're yeah. already dropping the price by, it, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I wonder I'm, if they're just not moving them. You know, I don't know. I I think they made too many of them. They're not. That's they're, what I'm saying. They're not, they're not moving. The thing, they're not worth dick now. Like everybody bought them and they originally wanted them because those things go out of print and they're not that I ever planned on reselling it. But you know, you're never going to be able to find one on the secondary market for less than like the Halloween set is five hundred dollars. Yeah, you're never going to find it. I mean, you might find it for four hundred, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if you're really lucky, maybe a little lower. But but the point is, it's fucking expensive. Yeah, like, it's really expensive. Right. And everyone thought the Friday set was going to be the same thing, so you rushed to get it. Mm-hmm. And then they they charge you an arm and leg for it. And I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm I'm just I'm pissed. Get done. Get done. Did us dirty. Scream Factory. Supply went up. Demand went down. Yeah, pretty much. And. Uh... That's the world, the way the world goes around. Yep. All right. With Scream, the Scream franchise making a return to the big screen next January, it only makes sense that we would be getting a 25th anniversary 4K Ultra HD release of the original, correct? I'm into it. So far, this is uh, only rumored, actually, though. Uh, it hasn't been officially confirmed by Paramount, but according to Dawn of the Discs, the website HD Movie Source dot uh, com I'm assuming I didn't write that part down currently has a pre-order listing for a 25th anniversary 4k ultra HD release so any, they're any just features? they're just sort of do, there's this it's not even confirmed yet oh okay H, HD disc is this rumor and innuendo yeah HD oh, HD movie source basically just looked at the list and saw something that said 25th anniversary 4k ultra HD release and used their powers of deduction oh to decide that it's <laughs> more than likely scream well i'll tell you what this <laughs> if if they're not putting it out with the unrated director's cut yeah bullshit that that director's cut has never been released mm-hmm. outside of this this gem right here oh it's a laser disc it's a laser disc damn dude and it, it. it's a fucking library rental uh, dude have you ever seen one of these before no <laughs> this is a unit bro yeah it is you, kill, is you kill somebody with that that is um but that was the only formidable. release that is the only release they ever released the unrated uh director's cut on or the unrated version i don't know if it's act- what does it say on the top does it actually say director's cut oh shit uh exclusive widescreen director's cut it's director's cut. okay but yeah uh, it's i've never got been- bad news for you though what's up there's a one dollar per day overdue fine on this. Oh shit! So, and I know what's, that you've what's had. What's the last date? <laughs> uh, <laughs> does it have the? Oh, I thought there was one. Is it on the inside, maybe. No, that's you're thinking of library books, dude. <laughs> no, nothing. No. no nothing. Okay, fair enough. From the Troy Public Library. Wow. Well, I owe somebody a lot of money then, but um. Dude, laser discs are cool. Fuck yeah, they are. It's, it's, why, why do you think I own them? Because <laughs> you're a loser, but. They're cool. That's what my girlfriend said. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Uh, no, I. But yeah, that's the only way that you can get the director's cut. So if they're gonna re-release this, yeah, like do it justice and fucking release it finally. Twenty fifth. God, twenty five years. Can you believe that? Twenty five years of Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Wasn't he in this? Yeah, he was in this. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. 
Um, I think I saw Scream in the theater. I did. Not. I did see Scream in the theater. I did not. I didn't see Scream until is years after. Appropriate? Yeah, because I would have been eleven. That's not right, is nah, it? That's fine. What's, what's in that movie that's gonna fuck you up that bad? That's not appropriate. It would poison my mind and make me want to murder people because that's how things work, Mike. Don't you know, you know that? Sure. All right. Uh, according to uh, uh, Geek Gab News, Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark, which has been out of print for some time uh, and also not available to stream anywhere, will finally be making a 4K Ultra HD de- debut this year, courtesy nice. of UK label Studio Canal. This is also not formally... Um, uh, it, it, I've heard this from multiple con- places, Confirmed, though, so. like, Geek, Geek Gab News did tweet about it, but it didn't come directly from Studio Canal, so... But it seems like it's no, probably... No, it's, it's coming. Pretty it's set coming. in stone. Oh, wow, the set that I have is, like, <clears throat> 40 bucks. That's pretty awesome. Which one? Uh, the Near Dark set oh, that Near I have. Near Dark? Yeah. We should do that. I think we've been talking Ooh, about maybe, doing maybe that for the show. Maybe it's worth more than that. $50, $75, $150. Holy shit, I should sell my copy of it. No, don't. No, no, fucking eBay. eBay's fucked me over, so. I guess you could sell it and then buy this. I could. Yeah. But, but why, though? My, get, my set's awesome. Get a leg. You do have an awesome set. I, 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 I like that you... I appreciate that you appreciate my set, James. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. That's a fucking boss set. Yeah, it is. that is boss. I like that you said boss because that's really the only way to describe this set is a boss set. Right? Oh, you hear that? Listen. Ooh, it's oh, good. Oh. They call that's that you, they call that a bookcase, James. That's how that's how you know you got a boss set is when that bookcase um makes the little slidey sound. Is boss short for bossa nova? Is that where that came from? <laughs> I don't know. Well I know that the Ninja Turtles used to say boss nova. Bossa nova. Bossa nova. Bossa nova is that short for is that what boss is short for though? I, I don't like, that's think totally so. boss. That's so boss. <laughs> hey, hey kid, you're totally boss. Like, You'd hey, be the coolest guy like, hey, man, out of Revere. <laughs> like, hey, man, those shoulder pads are really boss. Yeah. That ponytail is really boss, man. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> and I used to look so good in shoulder pads and a ponytail. Yeah, well. Okay. We, um, uh... <laughs> Paul Morrissey's Blood for Dracula, a.k.a. Andy, War- Andy Warhol's Dracula, starring Udo Kia. I was going to ask you earlier if that was the Andy Warhol one. It is the Andy Warhol okay, one. Okay, because he did a Frankenstein movie, too. We should do those two movies. Oh, that'd be show. cool. That would be a really good yeah, double feature. Double featuring it, uh, <laughs> starring Udo Kia in the title role, is headed to 4K Ultra HD as part of Severin's mid-year sale and will be available Saturday, June 26th. At eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Nice. Um, <laughs> I never knew what this movie was about, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about Dracula going to Italy to feast on the blood of virgins, but he has a hard time finding virgins in Italy. <laughs> I don't know why you come here, but there are no virgins. Apparently, Italian broads <laughs> like to like to get it in. Um, last but certainly not least, The Dead Zone, directed by David Cronenberg and based off of the Stephen King novel of Never the same name, is getting a collector's edition Blu-ray from Scream Factory on July 27th. The house. The house is on fire. <laughs> oh, you can't do that while I'm drinking. No, nobody. Like, fuck, I suck at walking so much. Um, the house. <laughs> the house is on fire. The house. I'm not good at it either. It's just fun to do. It's on fire. Um, the release will feature a brand new 4K scan of the original camera negative, 
and comes loaded with bonus features including new interviews, four new audio commentaries, as well as previously released extras. Nice. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, my last bit of news here. Uh, James, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps books were a huge part of our childhood. Goosebumps? Like, you remember 20 bucks going to the book fair, picking up three Goosebumps books and a Lamborghini poster? Hell right? yes. Dude. Right? <laughs> Hell yes. And I usually had a little leftover for an eraser, too. The Scholastic Book Fair. Fuck, yes, those were the fucking the bookshelves on the wheels they would cart in? They were way too big. Why did a bookshelf ever have to be that big? <laughs> dude, those Lambo posters were so clutch when I was younger. Right? Dude, boss clutch? What is this, the fucking 90s? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, um, but once we got too old for those books, right? Because you graduated like middle school. Okay, sure. Right? Well, hey. Hey, Stein had you covered because you had Fear Street. Now, did you ever get into Fear Street? I never got super into Fear Street. <laughs> I, I never got into Fear Street. I did. I didn't read a lot of them, but I did read some of them. Yeah. Uh, he had some other books, like The Babysitter was a good one, which I don't you don't remember if that was Fear Street or not. That could be a correction. Point is, though, I uh, I didn't read all Fucking of them. Up your street but cred, I did, yeah. but I did like the uh the Fear Street cred. Uh-huh. Uh, I did like the Fear Street books, though, right? Um now, nearly 30 years after reading our first Goosebumps book, because that first book came out in 1992. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Uh, we are in for the final graduation. So we go from Goosebumps to Fear Street to Netflix's Fear Street trilogy of movies. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Okay. So so this this uh, this movies this movie. uh, are, I don't actually have the, the, fuck, I don't have the girl's name. Or guy, I think it was a chick that directed it. It's the uh, person that directed Honeymoon, which a movie we really oh, we really enjoyed. Honeymoon was good. Yeah, so they directed all three movies, and we have ratings uh, for the first two out of the three movies, right? Uh, Lee Janiak. Yes, maybe. Who I is? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Fear Street Part One, 1994. Fear Street Part 2, 1978, and then you have Fear Street Part 3, 1666. All three movies are connected by this thing that happened uh, throughout history in this town on this like street, right? That's how they're all connected. I like that. They're all being released uh, a week apart from each other, so July 2nd, 9th, and 16th, and they're full-length movies, Uh so uh, pretty awesome. Uh, But this is what's the the kicker for it, right? So you go from the kids' books and Goosebumps to like the... You know, the teenager books in Fear Street. Yeah. To full-on adult, because both of these movies are rated hard R. Really? R.L. Stein Fear Street, rated R. Uh, and the first one, oh, 1994, God. is rated R for strong bloody violence, drug content, language, and sexual content. Hell yeah. And then part two, 1978, rated R for bloody horror violence, sexual content, nudity, drug use, and language. Hell yeah. And the best part is, is the one from 78 is uh takes place at a summer camp and it's being described as all the short shorty shorts and short shirts and everything else that you can possibly think of from all those great 80s movies so much wool so. you can knit a sweater yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so we're getting hard r fear street movies Bro. signed off by rl stein which hey man i'm into it that sounds right i'm dude. into it and yeah. uh we should again do these when they come out and and all three are um are Directed by all three. Yep, the same same woman, same person. Yep. Wow, so pretty Radical. awesome. Pretty 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 awesome. Pretty good. Cool, uh, that's uh, that's what we got for news. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, we stretched that news out like crazy. We're still only 47 minutes into the show. 
this is this episode's hot and loose, guys. Do you this, want to, it's uh, <laughs> just like my bowels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, most days. Let's be honest. Yeah, most yeah, days. Yeah. Um. Well, you want to talk about like our hopes and dreams or something? Or oh, those got dashed a long time ago. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's no. fair. All right. I'm just hoping that I make it out of next week, man. Right that's... on. Right on. Well, hey, stay positive. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Right out, gang. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. Mike's gonna take a Xanax, <laughs> and <laughs> when we get back, we will talk about uh, getting fucking <laughs> getting psychedelic and tripping balls. Because we have so much experience in that field. (laughs) We'll be back. Bye. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. has nothing to do with uh, the movies at hand that we're talking about, but can we just put it out there that Viggo Mortensen plays the best Satan ever? Because yes, we're still watching the prophecy. Viggo. Viggo. He is Viggo. He is Viggo. <laughs> you are like the buzzing of flies to him. But he is like seriously like the best. Oh, yeah. You know, in terms of like the, 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 the Satan that just looks like a guy in a nice suit. Yeah. That walks around and fucks everything up. Um... Vigo, baby. I would say yes with a uh, a tie for first. With Al Pacino. Going to Pacino. Uh, Pacino's good. Pacino's he was, good. He was great. Pacino's Satan good. I'll in, give you that. I'll uh, give you Devil's that. Devil's Advocate. I thought he was great. I will give you that. Well. That chick looks like Jillian Anderson. I don't think that it is. It is. Oh, it is Jillian Anderson. Yeah. No, what up, Scully? Um, um, the human version of Satan, right? Yeah. Now, the, the demon version of Satan, yeah. clearly... Goes to legend, right? Yeah, duh. And, what, knows that. and what's his name? Everybody knows that. What's his name? Who the the actor? Yeah, his. <laughs> I want to see if you fuck it up like you normally do. I always do. It's <laughs> Bill Curry. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's the one. Seriously, what is it? Got it. Hmm? Seriously, what is it? I want to say Mark Curry again because <laughs> I always fucking do it. <laughs> I know it's not Mark Curry. Oh, Do you know what it is? It's Curry. Tim. <laughs> Tim Curry. There we go. There you go. Every time, Mark Curry. It's Buck. Buck, Buck. Buck Curry. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <right>. Okay, so um, the first movie we're talking about tonight, uh, we did... Uh, I felt like I should have probably done drugs to watch this movie. Um, so maybe, we... maybe it would have made it better. <laughs> So we, we, we could say that we did shrooms. We did shrooms. So yeah, we're talking about yeah, this shrooms. Week we did shrooms. Uh, from uh, 2013, directed by Patty Brothnock. Um, so here's the funny thing about Patty Brothnock. If you couldn't tell him from his name, he's from Ireland. Oh, Patty Brothnock. He's from Ireland. Um, that will that will become important in a minute, though. Uh, synopsis here. A group of friends are stalked and murdered whilst looking for psychocillin mushrooms in the Irish woods. Psilocybin. There you Sorry, go. Psilocybin. Uh, Psychocillin. Now, now rewind and do it in an Irish accent. Ah, a group of friends are stalked and murdered. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's my best leprechaun. I didn't, I didn't say do it. <laughs> yeah, that was Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> 
Her group of friends are stalked and murdered. <laughs> I said Irish. Sorry. Try it again. <coughs> All right. Try it again. A group of friends are stalking. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, mine's no better. What do you got? A a group of a group of friends are stalked and murdered whilst looking for psilocybin psilocybin mushrooms in the psilocybin. You said it too. (laughs) A group a group of friends are stalked. Is Mrs. Doubtfire supposed to be Irish? I don't know. I'm just going to do Doubtfire. (laughs) She's Scottish. A, a group of friends were stalked and murdered whilst looking for psilocybin oh. mushrooms in the Irish woods. There you go. Ah, that was there good. it is. A group, had, of, a group. I had to of channel my. Are... I had to channel my inner uh, leather jacket guy leather. from those from those try videos. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen those videos? No. It's the Irish people try whatever it is. It's a oh one, yeah. And there's this one oh, dude. He's leather jacket guy. Oh yeah, that guy. And he's oh also, god, that guy's and awesome. And, and, and whenever, he's, whenever he's doing the uh, uh, the liquor, he goes oh. He's like, oh, that's ninety horsepower. <laughs> what does he say? He says she got some wings on she her got there. Some wings on her there. <laughs> a group of friends are stalked and murdered whilst looking for psilocybin psilocybin mushrooms in the, the Irish, Irish woods. woods. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, it is what it that, is. That was pretty good. <laughs> it just comes in and out. She's got some wings on her. It's like my sexuality. Okay, so uh, <laughs> just comes in and out, just in and out. Um, starring nobody you've ever heard of, honestly. Um, whoa, bro. I'm not. That's not. That's not the downplay any of these actors that did terrible jobs at their job. But ease up a little bit. First of all, Lindsay Hahn was the the main. Was she in the main stuff? creepy little bad girl in? Uh, in in uh, Village of the Damned. Oh, you're right. I did look that up. You're right. You're, you're she's, right. She's the. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely there, James. right about that. And what about Jack Hudson? Uh, Jack. I think his name is Jack Houston. Houston. <laughs> um, we have a problem. <laughs> he's been in a ton of shit, dude. Has he? Yeah, Kill Your Darlings, American Hustle, Ben oh, Hur. Okay. He was Ben Hur in Ben Hur. I don't think he was. Yes, he was. Oh, was he actually Ben Hur? Yeah, oh, he shit. was Judah Ben Hur. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. I uh, I stand completely corrected. Yeah, bro. He's, I did not recognize anybody from. Oh, this he's movie in the new uh, Fargo TV series. Fargo. Okay. Fargo. So, so people have done stuff. They've... Um. Here's here's my question. Here's my question. Here's my question. Uh, the movie starts off and it moves at a. In my opinion, it moves at a lightning pace. Within the first five minutes of the movie, yeah. they covered enough ground that would typically take a movie like 20 minutes. Yeah. You meet these characters. You have no idea who they are. They're already on an airplane going to Ireland for some reason. You don't know why. Yeah. Suddenly, they're going for just mushrooms. Why are they going to Ireland for mushrooms? You can get mushrooms in the States. They don't explain these things. Shroomies, bro. Uh, they have, like, they're meeting a friend that apparently is from Ireland, but... His accent was definitely not Irish. It was. I don't think that he was supposed to be Irish. Well, he was. He but was. He, but he came he was off. English. But he came off like he was though. He's like, oh, welcome to Ireland, and this and that. Like he knew the lay of the land. He just knew this saying and that. Like, welcome to Ireland does not imply no, that he is Irish. I get that. All I'm saying though is, all I'm saying is that the way that he acted, if he had an Irish accent, you would not think that he was from anywhere else. You would think that he was right at home there. And they don't say where he's from. That's the thing. He's clearly English, but uh, just because you're English, like maybe he spent a ton of time in Ireland when he was younger, and That's he knows a bunch of shit fair. about it. What I'm, what I'm saying is the lack of backstory to any of these characters. It just kind of like you don't care about them at all. 
I, I don't, and I didn't. Yeah. And, like, I, and right now, they're currently, still, still don't. Still yeah. Don't. They're don't. all completely forgettable characters, especially the one that, oh, it's a drug movie. We have to have a Jay Muse type character. <clears throat> oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, except for in this one, he's 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 actually he's actually probably the most level headed out of all of them. He really he's the is stoner weirdly. guy, but he's level headed. Yeah, the the look of him though, there's no doubt in my mind that's oh, what they're going for. Straight there's up. no doubt. He's got the beanie and everything. Yeah, everybody in this movie sucked. Oh, everyone, sh- absolutely everybody. And you know what sucked more than the characters? The writing. How <gasps> <laughs> oh, dare you? Not this this movie. I have stuff to talk about this movie. That's the thing. Like, I feel like this movie could have been good. That is exactly right. In more capable hands, this movie could have been good. In this more movie, ca- a more capable writer tackling it. This movie had some cool ideas. It did. And it also had some creepily familiar ideas, which we can get into now or we can get into later. I don't give bring, a shit. Bring it on. I, start, I started... I'm not a writer by any stretch of the imagination, but... I had this idea a few years ago. When did this movie come out? 2007? Okay, so I would have had this idea after this movie was already out. Okay. But I didn't know what this movie was. Had never seen it. Had never seen anything about it. But I started learning about the uh, about echolalia. You know what echolalia is? I have no idea what that is. So uh, my son, I've talked about him on the show before. My son uh, is autistic. And when he was younger, he would... Echolalia was one of the things that was pretty prominent in his uh, in his speech Wait, echo, speech patterns. Echo as in repeating things you've heard. You're talking about scripting? Well, scripting, he still does scripting. But echolalia is, is more so... Um, do doing it because the way he does it now is like is way different than the way he used to do it echolalia is more like you hear something and then immediately repeat it back okay um echo and i and and i think i think that it can go into like like even even after that you continue to repeat it back and stuff like that kind of like scripting but in my mind echolalia was always like an immediate sort of thing okay and i had this idea of like um wouldn't it be a weird concept if, uh, like, you had this uh, group of people who are were out in the woods and, like, they started to hear these echoing, like, every time they would say something, a voice from somewhere else out in the wood would repeat back to them what they had already heard. I'm not going to get into, like, everything that I had, like, the whole story that I had sure, surrounded. Sure. But it did involve people who had been it 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 involved people who had been previously housed in a in a facility that was out in the woods and i saw i saw this movie and i was like this is all strangely familiar it's like (laughs) it's really kind of creeping me out because and that's why i said this movie i felt like had it had some cool sort of ideas behind it it did it did and i think that they could have really pulled it off like um so they had a few different characters who were the antagonists and the ideas behind each of the antagonists were, were pretty cool. Not yeah. all, not all of them, but like, like, so they did have one character who would repeat things back to people or they would like call out to people in different voices. Like it was imitating voices of other characters mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. Talking about the dark brother. Um, no, there was the, there was the, the dark brother was the one who just kind of like showed up and would kill people with yeah, his Yeah, he was his... he was basically the one that they kept seeing in the woods in the cloak. 
Which the, he looked really cool in the cloak, but then every time they showed his face, I was yes. like, that's I wish stupid. they would have just kept yeah, kept him. Like that's really dumb. Just keep him in the cloak. Don't do the you monster know, face. The see, monster face is not because you, you're, you're still do, dealing with a you're still dealing with the the ghost of a human being here. Yeah. So that's so that's the thing with this movie. You don't know if, if the dark brother or the black brother rather uh, is real or not. The whole movie, you don't know what's real or not. Kind right. of. Um, that being said, if you're going to have that type of a character, the first thing that my brain goes to is the ring wraiths from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Like that type of character, all wispy ghost like or whatever, that type of character in like a wooded setting like that would be creepy as hell. Scary as hell. Yeah. But then you start showing like, it's like, it's like they hired a makeup artist who wanted to show his teeth with like a. I got this really cool idea for how his face should look, and it's like, no, it's just dude, not good. No. Yeah, the teeth, like the like, prosthetic teeth, look really bad too. Like it's just, it's just everything looks stupid on him. It's like how I said. I think we were talking about it last last week, two weeks ago, something like that. I said, uh, um, the movie um, Lights Out, mm-hmm. the full length feature based on the on the short. The antagonist in that movie would have been so much scarier if they would have just left her as a silhouette the whole mm-hmm. time. But then at the end of the movie, they show her face mm-hmm. and her hands, and it's it's like, yeah, you just ruined it for me. Yeah, it's not absolutely. it's not scary anymore, and that's what this movie did. It's like, don't don't do that. Like the guy in the cloak, just sort of like every once in a while, you could see his like tall, lanky figure with the hood over his head, holding a holding the creepy. club in his hand. It's scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. As soon as you do the monster face, it's done. I'm I'm over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. The uh, the baghead kid, who was the lonely twin. Yeah, what did he have to do with the movie? He was the one that was doing the voices. He was oh, the one. Okay. He was the one that was. Uh, I felt like that his, was imitating people. But I felt like his character didn't really have anything to do with the story. He did. Not really. They could have completely cut that character out of the story, and they could have, and it would not have made a difference. Well, he was the lone, the whole story behind the and spoilers, obviously. If it's, it's 2007. <laughs> it's like 14 years ago. So, um. So there was the the black brother who was like the the um the member of the it was like an atheistic cult almost or something like that. Uh so it was him the the kid that they called the dog mm-hmm. who was basically like a feral child who they sent out into the kennels to live with the dogs. Yeah. Which he's in there too. There was the lonely twin who was the baghead kid mm-hmm. who had been mutilated by the black brother and made to watch his uh his his brother be hung i think by by that guy uh and then there was was there one other one uh the two brother or the two other guys ernie and bernie weren't part of that story no right? ernie no, no okay. they were just well they they had been housed they had been at housed that place there, but they weren't part of, they weren't they weren't a part of the story um so the the baghead kid was the one who was yeah like throwing his voice and like, and like changing his voice okay. and stuff like that he was played by played by jack gleason who would go on to that play one of the most hated characters in all of television history um <laughs> the the king uh king joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually had a really cool... He he wears the the bag on his head for the entire movie, but they actually had a really cool makeup for that kid. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it was like he he's it's like his whole from his forehead all the way down to his chin was like cleft and pulled apart. Yeah. And he it kind of he kind of had like um I don't know, like young Jason Voorhees vibes. Okay. A little okay. bit. And it looked really cool, but they never showed they never him because he it, had yeah. his ba- the bag over his head that entire time. Yeah. Um also like Jason. Yeah, also <laughs> like Jason. But anyway, let's uh let's get into the story, I guess, a little bit here. Yeah. So this this group of people inexplicably travels all the way to fucking Ireland to do shrooms, which My, you can just do here in the States. I think that I can I think that I can sum up the first five to 20 minutes of this movie in my first note <laughs> yeah everything is very deliberate in the dialogue like what is this trip why are mushrooms so important to them who the fuck are these people nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> that that sums up basically the cast um you they're, you're they're basically paired off you have uh let's see if i can get these names correct here you have Tara, who is there by herself she's going because she's got the hots for jake Right. 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 And Jake is the Englishman living in Ireland who apparently knows everything there is to know about hunting mushrooms and prostitute cars in the woods. Oh, dogging. Dogging, yes. Dogging. Is that a real thing? I don't know. We need to look that up. Do you want to go dogging this weekend? Let's go dogging. All right. I'd, uh, rather, so I'd, Tar- I'd actually rather go dogling. So Tara but... and Jake are separate, but then come together later on. Yeah, they so- do. Sort of. They don't really, they, they <laughs> oh, don't they really, don't, though. They really don't. Um, then you have Troy, who was there with Lisa. Lisa? Yeah. yeah so Troy is... No, no, no. Troy was there with Holly. Sorry. Troy is there with Holly. Troy was the... Uh, the JMU's character, right? Right. Yeah. Troy was, yeah. He was the stoner, typical stoner with the beanie, long blonde hair, right, whatever. Right. Uh, he was there with Holly, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then you have Bluto, which is the worst fucking name ever. Bluto. I, who wrote this shit? Bluto, who is the guy that had the sweet douche canoe uh, <laughs> fucking brass knucks that said something on him. I don't, it doesn't even matter. Death and coma. Death and coma, yeah. He's there, he's there with. Lisa, who Lisa looks like she's 12. Uh, <laughs> Lisa? Yeah. She looks like she's 12? I didn't... No, I think you're thinking of Holly. Or Holly. The, one of the, yeah, one of the girls looked like she was 12. It was weird. Um, okay, so basically there's six people in this party. They're all paired off. Uh, and apparently they're all such good friends and they go on this trip, yet they all also completely fucking hate each other, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. I really it? don't understand it. Yeah, like the dichotomy between these people, I don't get it. Yeah, um, if there was so like I've seen movies before where you know like if if there's some sort of like supernatural thing going on where it's gradually turning everybody against each other. Yeah, right. Like cabin fever, like, almost. Yeah, cabin fever. Like yeah, everybody sort of turned dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Everybody's everybody's Shit sort beam. of. T- <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh before. God. Uh, everybody sort of yeah they they turn inward and they like and they and they kind of like start going at each other tearing each other's throats out. It makes sense when you have like some sort of weird supernatural entity that's making you do that. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I think even before they started taking drugs, they were already at each other's, at each other's throats. throats. Yeah, it's yeah. like 
What's going well, they, on they all here? Started, why are these they all why started, are these six people traveling the world together if they can't stand each other? They all started prematurely taking the drugs as a way to cope with their relationships falling apart. That's right. basically what it was. Right. So you have so Tara's out one day, she's out by herself or whatever. They're out there picking magic mushrooms. Because apparently you can only get the best magic mushrooms in Ireland. Mushy. Who knew? Yeah. Apparently there is I, I I looked it up a little bit. Apparently there is a history with Ireland and magic mushrooms. But it's not the type of history that you would expect them to make a movie around. It's just like there's like like there's history in terms of it going back a long ways in in like you... Irish culture. But it's not. It didn't strike me as something that was. Oh, magic mushrooms are synonymous with Ireland. You know, would like, you say? Would you maybe even say that they're magically delicious? Oh my god, I get it now. I get it. That's why all of those children. We're chasing after a fucking leprechaun. Magic mushrooms. You're right. Oh my god. Lucky, <laughs> lucky charms. Lucky charms is drug culture, folks. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm cool with you it. You heard it here first. I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's fine. Magic mushrooms, fucking, sugar. What's the difference? Yeah, it's delicious. Um. Anyway, though, so yeah, they're all in each other's throats. Uh, Tara is out by herself looking for mushrooms. Now she was not there. Jake probably should have told the entire group that hey. There's this other kind of magic mushroom that looks exactly the same, only it's got a dark areola on top of the nipple. <laughs> and that you shouldn't eat that one because it can be lethal. And if it doesn't kill you, it fucks you up to where people think they can see the future. They think they're telepathic. They think they're all this like crazy shit, right? And you're fucked up for days on it. Yeah. He probably should have led with that, but... Um, but he didn't. He didn't. I think his mind was too much on... Getting some of that magic poon rather than the magic <laughs> shrooms, you know. Um, so Tara is out by herself. She trips and falls, and she goes face first down into a big old patch of magic mushrooms. So she decides to eat one. <laughs> but guess what? It was one of the dark areola magic mushrooms. Well, they they call them death mushrooms. Death mushrooms. No, what was it? Death death grip mushrooms or something, what the fuck were they like called that. yeah and i say i keep saying areolas because they kept describing them as having nipples yeah you'll be able to know <laughs> them by the nipples on top of the cap yeah. so i was like god which that's... they did look like nipples though yeah i'll give them that yeah but, um but stop saying that god nipple <laughs> um so yeah so she takes this almost dies and from this from here on out this is kind of where the movie kicks off right so she is like seeing all these weird things in the future and she's like being like, you're going to die if you do this, and everything keeps coming true, and this and that. The 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 good idea that this movie did have is that it keeps you sort of on edge because you don't know what's real and what's not. Like mm-hmm. this is an entirely drug fueled movie, so you don't know if what you're seeing is actually real or if it's a complete hallucination, right? And nothing's real. They do give it away once. They oh. do give it away once. At what point? Um, and it has to do with. Ernie and Bernie. Oh yeah. So Ernie and Bernie are these two. In the beginning of the movie, when they're when they're driving into the woods, they hit this goat that's crossing crossing the road, right? Yeah. And they end up uh, there's these two like redneck inbred hillbillies that are off on the side of the road. Which suddenly I'm like, oh, it's this kind of movie. It wasn't that kind of movie. You thought it was wrong turn. I had no idea there yeah. was inbred hill- hillbillies in this movie. <laughs> um. So they they they're there though hunting animals. So mm-hmm. as a peace offering, they basically drag the dead goat over to them and give it to them, and they're all excited. You know, they they sound and talk exactly the way that you would expect them to. Mm-hmm. And they're very excitable, you know, and they take it and they run away. That's that's the last that you see of them for a while. 
Well, in the middle of the movie, when shit's hitting the fan, one of the girls happens upon their cabin in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. She's terrified by them because she remembers them from the beginning. And you, at first, you can't really get a good grip on the characters because they are coming across like murderous cannibal hillbillies. But the one, it's weird to me, the one that I thought would have been the crazy one ended up being the more normal one. Mm-hmm. And the, the, older, the older of the two ended up being the crazy one. Even um, though they're both pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I had to put subtitles on my TV. Oh yeah, because you cannot understand them. Yeah, these are deep, like deep Irish accents. Yeah, you cannot understand them whatsoever. So I put yeah. the, I and the subtitles help a little bit, mm-hmm. but they the way they're speaking is like backwards and like it's really weird. Oh, I meant to look up one of the words that the guy said too. What's that? He said we were Wayne cups. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, um, while you're looking that up, though, I will uh, I'll continue here. It apparently, uh, doesn't mean anything. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so she's there though, asking for help or whatever, and they're being super weird and being very like predatory, almost like like you think the one guy's good, but then by the end of that scene, you're you're not really sure, right? Mm-hmm. So you think they could actually be in on all this? They know more than they're letting off the whole deal. But there's another scene later on where one of the other girls is tripping out and she's running through the woods as well. Because mm-hmm. they all think that like these people are after them because of all the things that Tara is seeing and all of her premonitions and all that. Mm-hmm. But you see the two brothers, I'm assuming they're brothers, Bernie and Ernie. Um, I'm going to call them yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, you sure. see them in the woods and they're yelling out to the girl what's going on settle down there's nobody else out here as if they're very concerned mm. like they're not actually crazy they're out there just trying to like help in the middle of the woods too trying to help this girl they seemed legitimately concerned like their attitudes in that it was a short scene but like their whole like 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 attitude and everything was very different no no but they knew that the dog was out cuz i got the sense that he was actually in their house and they let him out because they even said, oh, we shouldn't have let the dog out. You know, like yeah. we, we should have known better than to let him out. My, my Because now is, that he's got the scent, he's all riled up. But maybe not all of them are bad, though. And they're just they're in their in these people's fucked up mind trips. They're thinking that everyone they meet are these terrible, awful people. Yeah. You know, I just think that there's more to this than meets the eye. But this is what we were talking about where the idea was good. It just wasn't executed good. Well, now that I'm thinking about that scene... What those two guys say doesn't make any sense, so I don't think that they actually said it at all. When they said, oh, don't get, he's got the scent, and now he's all riled up, we should have never let him out, none of that makes any sense, because the character that they're talking about, turns out, doesn't actually exist. There you go. And did they say that while she was in there looking for the phone? No, it was was, uh, when... Tara was having one of her visions of Holly climbing up in the tree trying to get away from them mm-hmm. and the dog that's had the gotten thing, the scent. All the things that Tara is seeing right. are just fucking are bullshit. Figments. Yeah, right. that, that, see, and that's the thing about this movie. You don't know what's real and you don't know what's fake. And they do they do a, a, a decent job of confusing you as a viewer, which is the, which is the entire point. Right. But then they they ruin it at the very end by literally giving everything away. Which was very, very stupid. Right. You know, we like movies that when it's over with, 
you're left with questions and then you can talk about it and you can try to be like, well, I think this person was this because of A, B, C, and D, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we love the Babadook, Good Night Mommy, any of these any of these movies that kind of like lead you down that path. Right. This movie was doing that, even though it wasn't as good. It was leading you down that path, but then when you got to the end of it, it was like, okay, here's everything that we were just alluding to. Right. Very um, uh, high tension, a little bit. Um. Yeah. Except, first, that's the first thing that came to my except mind. Except high tension did it way better. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying though, it's very high tension that everything's given away at the end, and it would have been better. Both movies, I feel, would have been better if they left it anonymously. Give hints, but leave it anonymously. Because mm. it turns out that Tara. I, got, I gotta disagree with high tension because well, the way that fair. the way that high tension ended was awesome. It was. That's true. Uh, but it turns out Tara is the one that's murdering everybody because she took the death mushroom and now she is a psychopath. But she... <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense, James. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just... It's like the whole setup is so stupid. And this is and this is why... <laughs> when, when you said... When you said uh, when we're like we're coming up for a title for the for the uh, episode tonight, and I jokingly just said, "Bitches be tripping." <laughs> like she's she ends up killing all of her friends over the fact that her the guy that she liked was ignoring her a little bit. Pretty much, that was it. Pretty like, much. yeah, she took a, she did take a, a mushroom that made her like kind of flip her lid a little bit, but the catalyst that set everything off was this guy's not paying attention to me, <laughs> and I was like, bitches be tripping. <laughs> <laughs> she kills everybody. Yeah, it's. Hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned, right? I I would not recommend ever anybody really go out of their way to see this movie. No, I, I would wait until somebody else tries to remake it with like more of a grasp on the story. Hopefully, that like a never, better writer, better director that never happens. I can see somebody like seeing this though, and then getting inspired to try it again with a different story or whatever. But like trying the whole you're on a drug trip, which I'm sure movies probably exist like this already, but. You're on altered, a drug trip. You don't states, know, dude. You don't Alter, know what's real or yeah. Altered states is one of the best drug trip movies ever, and that's how you do it right. I've never actually seen it. I own it, but I've well, never actually seen it. Well, that also you got to watch that movie because then it also gets into like some crazy shit where it's not necessarily the drugs. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's shrooms. Yeah. There's nothing else to really yeah, say about it's, it. It's a movie. Uh, it's it's a movie. Yeah. It's uh, here's here's my biggest complaint is I watched it on Magnolia, which so Mag Magnolia Pictures has their own app. Mm-hmm. Um, of course they do. And uh, it sucks. It's absolute dog water. It's, you're talking about, you're talking about the a, app. Yeah, the app sucks so much that I like. <clears throat> It's actually a pretty decent selection of movies on on this app, but I will not. I won't pay for it. No. I got a free seven day trial. I will not pay for it. I even thought about it until I realized how much the freaking playback sucks. It's not it's great. It stopped to buffer all the time. There's no option to actually like skip ahead or skip backward. You got to try and do the slider, and then the slider you can't grab with your finger. It take me like four or five tries to actually, and I'm just like, no, yeah, it's not, no. If, user, you're, user if you want, face is not if you want me to pay you six dollars a month, fix your shit. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. 
Okay, so moving on from uh, some shrooms to let's get fucking hyped, James. Let's get hyped, dude. Fucking hyped. Yeah. All right, VFW from 2019, directed by Joe Bigos, uh, who directed Bliss, which we did uh, many weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a movie called Almost Human, which we have yet to see, but I still really want to. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that's uh, nowadays surrounded by a lot of controversy because mm-hmm. of all of the Sinistate, Fangoria Sin- stuff. Yeah, uh, right. with, with I'm not going to get Joe into Vegas, it, but that whole thing. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas Sonnier, Sonnier, yeah. whatever his name is. He's a dirtbag. Joe Joe Bigos wasn't in the wrong on this, by the way. Was he not? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, rem- so. it was, I don't remember. It was the all whole... Dallas. It was all Dallas Sonnier. I don't. Okay, I don't remember all the ins and outs of it. Um, I don't. I mean, we're just talking about this movie, so it's not. I don't care that much. Uh, Dallas Sonier is a piece of shit. Yeah. Deserves whatever happens to him. But, yeah. like, we're talking about this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> d- I'm just saying, like, right. you know. Uh, well, that's sort of over with. Um, there's some other stuff. But, yeah, we'll get there. Oh. Um, okay, <laughs> a group of old war veterans... Uh, I'm sorry. A group of old war veterans put their lives on the line to defend a young woman... Oh wait, this isn't this isn't Irish, is it? A group of old war veterans <laughs> put their lives on the. I'm doing Scottish apparently. Put their lives on the line to defend a young woman taking shelter in their local VFW post, who's running from a deranged drug dealer, and his relentless army of drugged ad, drug addled punks. Um. So this movie is basically think of your favorite, just dirty, grimy '70s grindhouse movie. Mm. And that's what this movie looks like, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like this is the 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 whole atmosphere of this movie is precisely what this needed to be. Yeah, totally. And it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: We both loved this movie. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Even with all the controversy, it's still a really good movie. Um, and a lot of that has to do with I think Stephen Lang, because oh, he was in the, he was a so producer awesome. of the movie too. Yeah. So you know. Stephen Lang is what made this movie. Such a bad he was surrounded by a great cast of characters. The whole but, well, I was gonna say the whole ensemble yeah, is which, amazing. Which it's a it's an ensemble of who's who. Yeah, it's a big one. So you have Stephen Lang who plays uh Fred. Fred owns the VFW hall at this point. Uh it's his birthday. Yeah. Uh on this on this day. Right. Um you have William Sadler who uh plays one of the main three characters, uh, which you don't even realize he's with the other characters until they kick the back of the truck, and he's just been sleeping in the bed of the truck. <laughs> They've been driving around it all day. It's great. Uh, Fred Williamson, the great Fred... Will- uh, okay. Fred Williamson, <laughs> who plays Abe. Uh, Fred was the other kind of cause of controversy on this. Uh, it wasn't just yeah, one. I don't, I don't know too much about... It wasn't just one. It was three different crew members. Oh, so uh, that he alleged was getting, getting, getting kind of grabby. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. a 2020 article by the Daily Beast, uh, three crew members alleged that actor Fred Williamson attempted to grope a costume designer during a fitting and caused a hair and makeup stylist to quit due to sexually aggressive remarks. Oh, boy. But he was not fired and replaced by the film's producers. Uh, instead, it was recommended that the other people on set should use the buddy system around him. Oh, geez. Really? Now you know why Dallas Sonier is such a fuck. Yikes, man. So here's the thing. Um, yeah, I spent that's, some, that's I, pretty I, fucked I spent up. some time with Fred Williamson mm-hmm. uh, on the movie that we made with him. And <gasps> no, no, no. I'm not saying that for any other reason other than to say this. Fred was weird. 
Mm. Like he was never grab assy around us or anything like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not putting that out into the world at Even all. Even with that cute little muffin that you <laughs> your stuff in there, a little no. wagon you're dragging. Uh <laughs> no. Um, but he was he was weird in that he came off very, uh, very much larger than life. Like oh. he wanted to tower over you. Yeah. Not in like a physical sense, but in like uh, a mental sense, right? Right. Like he he wouldn't uh, he he came on set and wanted you to know that he was the big time actor, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like like you know what I'm saying like he was nice to everybody in this and that kind of. I'm not gonna say standoffish, but you know he was nice. You could talk to him, whatever. But he did have that air to him, mm-hmm. and it's and I believe the girl that came forward and said this. It's not that big of a stretch for me to think that it's possible that he was capable of doing sure, that. Sure, yeah. I'm just 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 saying. Yeah, and and it sucks because I love Fred, Fred Williamson. You know, like I was always proud to have him in the the movie we made, and then from Dust Till Dawn, and the, all the other great black exploitation movies he made back in the seventies and stuff like that. Like I hate to have a man's complete reputation tarnished, but yeah. you do something stupid. Well, yeah, but if you're, it's if your you're fault. doing things, it's your to... fucking fault. Uh, that does, being it said, does, it doesn't look like it's hurting him though, because he currently has one, two, three, four, five, no, six, so, seven different projects. So in the that works. was the thing. Those allegations came out and then you never heard anything else about it. Yeah. So, it's take it's, draw your own conclusions. Yeah, it's, it, it's hard to know which thread to follow, especially with you know all the shit that went on with Cine State and exactly. Dallas on here. Ex- we, t- exactly. we said we weren't going to talk about well, this, and here yeah. we are talking. Well, but I, it's it, it's probably important. All that to, bring to it say, up. I still enjoyed Fred's performance in this. Sure, yeah. It was cheesy and stupid, but it's yeah. exactly what it was supposed to be. Uh, Martin Cove, uh, who would you know him from the Karate Kid, the leader of uh, uh, Cobra Kai? No mercy. No mercy. <laughs> Uh, he played Lou. Uh, David Patrick Kelly played Doug. Uh, and then you have George Went. <laughs> I did not know he was in this movie. <laughs> seeing seeing George Went sitting at the end of a bar is just the the most natural thing in in life. I told you while we were watching this. I mean, you can't have a movie that's centered on a bar and not have fucking Mister Cheers there. You can't do it, right? Uh-huh. You can't do it. Um, okay, and then you have other uh, familiar characters like uh, Josh Ethier who we know as the editor of some of our favorite movies ever. He's also an actor in a lot of these movies. Uh, he was in Almost Human. He was in Bliss. He was mm-hmm. in all that stuff. Um, he, he edits all of uh, Adam Green's movies, doesn't he? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. He does. Uh, Dora Madison, who is also the lead in Bliss, mm-hmm. and I've chosen some other stuff too. She plays Gutter. These are all the bad guys now. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Skipper, who played Rhodey, who was the younger brother right in the beginning yeah yeah he's the younger brother of boz um right no boz no it was uh uh who was the main guy oh was it boz travis hammer i think it was boz yeah yeah. i think boz was the main guy oh yeah i think you're right yeah it was yeah and then uh so basically the story is this you have by the way sorry can i bring this up travis hammer (laughs) <laughs> who played Boz is the only person I've ever seen on IMDb whose profile picture is an emoji. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm noticing that right now. That's why That's I didn't know funny, if it was dude. him or not. That's really funny. Um, I don't, who was Lucy? Um, was she the older sister that died in the beginning of the movie? I think so. Yeah, she went. She went. Uh, yeah, because she's because she was all she was all 
strung out on hype. Yeah. And she wanted another fix. And Boz said, oh, you want this? Go get Go it. Get and it. he threw it off of a balcony and, and she, she basically jumped, jumped yeah. to her death. Yeah. So she's played by Leanna Wilson. Linnea. Or Linnea Wilson. Yeah. Sorry. Holy babe. Oh, yeah, no, seriously, look at her fucking IMDb picture. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you definitely like. She's got that pixie, pixie, pixie cut. Pixie cut with the big eyes, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Oh so, uh, and then one person we did leave out was her sister, Lizard. Lizard. Uh, played by Sarah McCormick. Um, Sierra. Sierra. McCormick. That's what I said. That's you said, Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah McCormick. Those, uh, neither the, one of those are maybe right. The beer's getting to my tongue. Um, <laughs> anyway, though, uh, she's actually one of the main characters in the movie. I don't know how I left her out. <laughs> um, but basically, you have this every post apocalyptic movie you've ever seen apparently just takes place inside of an abandoned movie theater inside the city. Because this... it's, it's really funny because you have this post apocalyptic <laughs> like war zone world. Next door to a completely normal VFW hall. <laughs> it's like uh, it's really weird. It's like um, it's like Mad Max meets the the uh, the Odd Couple. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's just it's just a bunch of old dudes having a beer, uh, and then oh. and then next door there's like this this crazy yeah, like you said, like post post apocalyptic war zone. Yeah, it's. It feels it feels like it has like the uh, the really awesome uh, like seventies like eighties synth music behind it, like oh, that yeah. real post apocalyptic y yeah. like that movie we did with Fred. That's what we were trying to make. Like, mm-hmm. If you watch it, like this movie is everything we were trying to make in Czar, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, but uh, yeah, so this hype is the street drug basically that they're the the, the post apocalyptic people control all of their hypers with, right? And uh, Boz has this giant stash that he's looking to make a killing on by selling it. Mm-hmm. And he keeps all these, like, packets of it. They look like giant, like, cocaine bags, basically, like bricks of cocaine. Uh, and he's keeping it in a safe. Uh, because Lizard finds her sister Lucy dead, she wants to get back at him, so she steals, like, six giant bricks of the hype. And runs across the street. Everyone's after her. She runs across the street into the VFW hall where all these old men are just kind of hanging out. And uh, they don't even think twice about it. But when people come in to try to get her, they just start knocking ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> knocking, <laughs> knocking ass. ass. <laughs> but they start kicking ass. Like, they just like, they, They're going to stick up for this girl that came in here and no one's going to cause shit in their bar. And mm-hmm. these old dudes just fucking take it to town to these fucking young drugged out hypers and that's pretty much the movie from that point on it's just them defending their their turf yeah while boz is trying to get his shit back and this this movie is one of the most over-the-top violent like just gushers i've seen in a long fucking time Gushers. you know what i mean that like every scene is just filled with blood spatter and just Axes going into heads and heads getting blown up and stomped and like, there's one scene where uh, where Josh, I think it's Josh Ethier's character, literally is walking through a crowd of uh, hypers trying to get inside and he just grabs one of the hypers and starts using his head as a battering ram against the the door to try to get in. Like, it's just brutal as fuck and I love it. That is, <laughs> that's and you're that's an understatement too. Like he. <laughs> Cause, cause that almost sounds comical, 
it's not comical it's not, at it's all. It's comical to us. He's like, literally got that. the guy, his because Josh Ethier is a big dude. He is. He's got the guy by the back of the head, and he's just like because they they view these hypers as no more than zombies. They're just like they're they're basically like just piles of of and that's how just, they that's how they come across they're in the just, movie too. They're just bone bags with skin who all, Ooh, all bone all, bags bone bags. All they care about is is getting more hype. So he just. He's got a. There's a total disregard. So he's smashing this guy's face into the door to try and break the door down. He must do it forty times. Oh yeah. And the guy's face is just like gradually turning into mud. It's 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 crazy. That's kind of a theme. Every time they're like physically smashing somebody or stabbing somebody or or caving somebody's head in with their boot, it takes a long time to actually do it, and they show everything like. They don't just do like one, two of the guy's dad. Like, no, it's right. it's like a dozen boot stomps to the head, or it's it's multiple stabs, or it's it's you know they they don't pull any punches in this movie. Um, one of my so let's break down some of the characters here, and there's one that like I have to bring up because it's uh it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be sad when you realize that neither one of us realized who the hell this was. Oh. Uh, Doug, who has some of my favorite lines in the entire David, movie. So David Kelly. He's the one who gets his arm chopped yeah. off in the beginning. He's laying on the bar for most of the movie. Yeah. He's great. I didn't realize who he was mm-hmm. uh, from the Warriors. Come out and play. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that oh, that's yeah, who yeah. that was. Warriors. That's... Come out to play. Yeah, I knew that, James, because I watched that movie when I was very young, which you still don't believe me I on. still don't believe you, <laughs> and and this just further solidifies the fact that I don't believe you, because why would you have not brought that up? I'm pretty sure that I have in the past. You brought up the fact that he, in oh, this oh, movie, no, him, was the no. same guy no, that... No, I didn't yeah, recognize... You didn't watch No, no, no. As an old younger. man, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't. Right. Um, when I was doing my research for this, though, I realized who it was. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize who it was until until I started going down the rabbit hole on each one of these people. Yeah. Um, and you're a thousand percent correct. What? That. I'm a thousand percent correct on what? That he was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh. No, yeah. I thought you meant I'm a thousand percent correct on the fact that you never watched the Warriors when you were younger. <laughs> no. Because I no, am. He was great. And you know, the genius of his character is he spends most of the movie Lame. post post uh cl- not not climax, but post <laughs> like when the story kicks in, right? right, like, right, right. They're all obviously alive and good by the bar in the beginning of the movie, but once right. like, the story kicks off. He spends the entire rest of the movie lying on a bar, and all of his scenes were straight fire. Like yeah. they're so good. Like, he was yeah, so he's, funny. And yeah, he's like, he still manages to. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, he's just this, just this quippy old man mm-hmm. who everything he says is hilarious. He looks like a mangy rat. <laughs> he really does. I don't mean that in like an <laughs> offensive way. He's just like he's like. This frail, skinny, just hairy old man. That's just like, <laughs> but still a complete badass. Like, you but he's, know, he's but he's he got that medical marijuana, man. He's, he's got, <laughs> he's got the MMC. He's he's uh he's still got a lot of fight in him for an oh, yeah. old man. Like, he's it's scrappy. Just, he's he's a he's a cool character. I like him a lot. Yeah, uh, Stephen Lang. I don't know how how old is Stephen Lang. Let's um, look that up real quick, because. He strikes me, even at his age, he strikes me as a guy I would never want to fuck with. Oh, dude. Ever. Hell no. He's 
like legit scary in this movie. And I buy the fact that in real life he could actually be this character. Like I, I, I li- like literally buy it. So he is one year shy of 70. He's 69. 69. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's so youthful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would, yeah, I would never fuck with Steve. No, Knight. dude. And he's so, he's so good in this movie. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, William Sadler, I think, had the shock performance for me. Yeah. Because uh, I've seen him in obviously a ton of movies. I've never seen him like this. I don't. Well, first of all, like he's almost unrecognizable. When did he get so old? I'm so old. <laughs> I like think, seriously. That, when I think did a lot he... of that was prosthetics, though. I, not, not, no, not, pros- no. not, not prosthetics, mean, but makeup. Like makeup? But makeup I yeah. I don't think so, though. Honestly, I, I saw an interview with him recently because he just he's, played Death again. In he's the new... two years older than Stephen Lang. I though. get that. I saw him in, in an interview though because he played Death in the new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, and that was just a year ago or so. Okay, and he looked nothing like that. He looked fine still. The, the way that you remember him is yeah. how he still looks. Okay, so I think he was definitely done up like the old 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 man, the old man. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was great though in this movie. I I I definitely one of my favorite characters actually yep. i didn't i didn't have a least favorite character in this oh movie. god no they're all great fred played fred like he played the character he plays in every single movie i've yeah. ever seen him in except He's, for he except for he broke his rule in this he movie did break his rule so when i was on when we were on set with him originally his character in our movie died and he comes to us he goes no i won't do it you're breaking my one rule. I don't die and i get the girl if i want her <laughs> like those were his rules and uh I'll be damned in most of the movies that I've seen him in, he does not die. Yeah. So that, legit, you know, especially if this is a movie with a bunch of punk kids making it, he's going to get his way. Um, but yeah, he definitely died in this one. Uh, spoilers. Uh, Martin Cove as the used car salesman. Well, hold on. Rewind real quick. Oh. He only died after... It's almost like it's almost like there was a, a caveat, and he's like, I will die. But I have to come back to life at least once, because <laughs> yeah, they right. go to Cheers, everybody, and they're like, uh, oh, yet. <laughs> "What the hell is his name?" Uh, um, Walter. Walter. Yep. And they're like Walter. He's like hunched over the bar, and he's like, "Who said I was dead?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to drink again, and then he dies. Yep. Um. No, no, no. That wasn't that wasn't Walter. That was uh, that was Stephen Lang, and we didn't even talk about Sean, uh, the young guy. Well, that was, but that, but they were talking about Fred Williamson's character. Yeah, but he was but hunched over the bar. But it wasn't Walter at the bar with him. It was Sean and it was Sean and uh, Fred. Yeah, Fre- Fre- sorry, was Fred, was... sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We keep saying Fred, and I think that you're referring to Fred Williamson and not Stephen Lang's character. Oh, Fred. Abe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. I'm. Yeah. I was. I was talking about. Abe. That was all probably very confusing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking yeah, yeah. about. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Is, but, is Fred Williamson as Abe, he comes back to life momentarily. Yes. Uh, one character that we didn't actually bring up, though, was Tom Williamson plays a character named uh, Sean Mason. Yeah. Sean's this young guy who wanders into the VFW in his fatigues. He'd just gotten back from overseas, mm-hmm. and he just wanted a drink. Yeah. He went to a VFW hall, Came and he got roped beer. in with all this. So he's the one young guy that is in this mix of all these old dudes. And he was such a cool addition oh, to the to the ensemble. It needed it. Yeah. It, oh, totally. It needed it. He brought um, some youth to the uh, <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, there was a cool there was a cool uh um sort of dichotomy between the old guys and him. 
mm-hmm. and then their eventual relationship you know how i mean obviously war is what war is what kind of um brought them together yeah bound bonded them, them. Bond, bonded them bound them together uh to begin with as old men and when this young guy keep comes in they're you know they're they're giving him shit and stuff not in a friendly way sure but uh they're just ribbing him right they're ribbing him but then it ends up being war in this and he was a brother in arms yeah in in this sense on a much smaller scale within their their little bar here but it's I, war once again that bonds them all together i think my favorite part of this movie though is just the idea that being in conflict brings all these old souls just back to life like, don't get me wrong they were they were pretty lively to begin with yeah but like there was there's this weird thing when i was watching and i was thinking about like in real life, you know, these these old war-hardened vets that come back, you know, and they, and they become old men and this and that. And as much as war sucks, mm. they think back, at least the stories that I've heard, they look back at the, the days of being in the service with their buddies and all this stuff, and, you know, they go to the VFW with their buddies or whatever, and it's, it, they're all so happy about it. They're mm. all, they bond in this <clears throat> weird, childish way almost. Not not childish. I wouldn't say childish. No, like it's, childish. It's, com- like it's a camaraderie. The, the it's a, giddiness of yeah, it is childish. It's a, it's a camaraderie that makes yeah. them feel young again. I'm I've I've experienced it both ways. Where I know a lot of people who have served in the military, who those are the they kind of regard those as some of the best times of their lives, and they love to reflect on it. Um, and then I know some people who bury it yeah both and of my grandfathers not, and do not want to talk about it both of my all. grandfathers buried it yeah um and the, the whole like vfw thing and seeing all the old guys just like well let's be honest most of these dudes were like alcoholics in this bar <laughs> like i kept looking at you i'm like how are they not drunk they're taking four or five shots at a time like every hour how are these old men not just hammered while they're fighting these young punks well it's also a movie <laughs> But yeah, like every time, every time they'd have a little uh, squabble, right back to the Go bar. Right back to the bar, everybody take a shots. couple shots. It, it, oh, it's it's hysterical. And then Stephen Lang, at one point, he kind of loses his uh, loses his uh, his that was fight. A sad part. Sorry, oh sorry. Which part? Which part are you talking about? I'm talking about like the fight goes out of him for a couple minutes, and he goes oh, into the, he's bathroom, in the bathroom. He's like drinking by himself. He gets drunk right before then when he's trying to pour the shots, and his hands are just shaking. Mm. And like, you know, it's like, and like suddenly everything rushed back to him where he's like realizing his age is catching up to him. He's shook. He's yeah. maybe getting some shell shock from being in the service all those years. Mm. He's trying to pour a shot out of the bottle and his, his hands are shaking so bad. That scene got to me a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, cause I'm just like, I'm just like thinking about like, that's PTSD, like straight up. That's PTSD. <laughs> and I, and I kind of just felt for his character because that's like, you know, you, you think of some guys that get set off just by hearing fireworks and stuff like that. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, imagine being thrown back into conflict like that, you know? <laughs> that's why... Like, the dude hides it well, but... That's why I'm... I, 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 I'm going to say something that'll probably piss some people off right now. People get on... Some of our friends, actually, <laughs> will get on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever and complain about fireworks on... Memorial Day or Fourth of July. Oh, don't you know my dog? Yeah, shaking? my oh my do- my poor dog is well, underneath of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking ill of the dogs. I am sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't <laughs> like. 
you stop complaining about your dog. There's there's people out there who like the the sound of fireworks probably takes them back to a like some of the most horrifying horrifying things they've ever seen or experienced yep. in their lives. You're it's okay if your dog is shaking for one night. <laughs> that makes me sound a little bit heartless, but I don't give a shit. Like yeah. it's it it's yeah, it is what it is. We can unless we can. your unless your dog's name is Grandpa, then then I right. get it. Right, my grandpa's shaking so bad. <laughs> I'm a dick. Anyway, um, yeah, I this, God, this movie's good. It's so good. I liked um, it a lot. It's, def- a, it's a little, it's a, it's a little uh, dark. It's hard to see sometimes. No, physically, like literally to the eye, dark. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Like even I wish after, it, I like wish even after they got the power back on in the in the bar. There's yeah. still some scenes where you're like almost kind of squinting, squinting to see what's yeah. going on because it's really, really dark. Um, that being said, I love the way it was lit. Uh, it, it had it had the same kind of um, a lot of movies. A lot of movies kind of have the same sort of quality to them nowadays, like um, like the the Panos Cosmatos uh, movies, uh, Mandy. I guess the um, what the hell was his name? The other douche that did the um, color out of space. Oh, Richard Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few other movies that kind of that kind of have the same sort of like the color palettes. Yeah. Like they light them with a lot of blues and pinks and and, and reds very, and stuff very, like that. Very dark. It's all it's all dark. It's like in scenes. There's a lot of scenes in this movie where uh, you know um, Stephen Lang is behind the bar. And there's no lighting except for just a blue light. So the entire scene is washed out in blue. And it's a cool stylistic choice mm. uh, for lighting the scene. I think it's cool. It's it's very... I, I feel like that style is gaining a lot of popularity these days. Yeah, it definitely... It, it isn't, uh, especially in like these genre movies, kind of like indie genre movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they. I, I feel like maybe some people do it because it hides a lot of flaws too, especially in an effects-heavy movie like this. Yeah. Having it be so dark, probably they can get away with hiding a lot of the practical parts of what they're doing. Sure. Which there was a lot of practical stuff in this movie. Yeah. I'd say most of it was actually uh, practical, um, which which made it that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I want to give away everything about this movie. No. Um... No, well, I, I mean, uh, really, we we gave you the gist. It's yeah. like it's it's about it's about these men defending their their Your f- ground. Favorite part? Um, I loved I, I loved when they like formulated a plan and then and then decided like this is our place. We're gonna defend it. Uh, and they they all started kind of branching off and um setting up their own traps like there was uh what was it um martin cove and uh the the young guy uh, uh, uh tom williams yeah. and sean they went and set up the keg with the sharpened pool sticks was right? that them was that them with the, the was keg? it the two was it them it was martin cove for sure yeah I th- yeah and one of the other guys i can't remember who yeah yeah um Oh, Sean was Sean was doing the uh, like anarchist cookbook um, tennis ball bomb that's thing. What, that that's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they Which, were, what the fuck did they put in those things? Because when they exploded, it was like a bomb going off. 
Well, that's what I I, t- I told you that that was a that was a thing that we tried when we were younger, because my buddy Mike um, printed off a bunch of copies of the Anarchist Cookbook, and one not, of them was not, me. not you. One of them was you cut off the you cut off the heads of like a ton of strike anywhere matches, and cut open a tennis ball stuff them into the tennis ball and then you wrap duct tape around it and then you just like go throw it at something and the strike anywhere matches strike against each other and then the tennis ball explodes did it work it did not to that degree it wasn't like a freaking stick of dynamite going See, that's off that's what i'm saying though when they when they threw theirs it was like a stick of dynamite yeah yeah so i don't know <laughs> it's great visual yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i like that though i thought it was cool it was like uh um it was almost like Home Alone with a bunch of old dudes, you kind know, of, kind of, like yeah, set, like They're setting up, their ground, setting up booby traps, and yeah, this is my house. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Did you have any favorite parts? <laughs> the sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. I keep coughing. Um, my favorite part didn't happen. What was that? They finally get out to the old ass, uh, the old ass giant military oh, truck with the fifty with the cal on top. fucking fifty cal on top of it. I'm just waiting for him to start mowing people down, and then the scene plays out. It's like, got any bolts for this thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> I really wanted to see that happen. I really did. Yeah, because um, the first time uh, they pull up to the VFW and you see that you see that truck sitting out there, the first mm-hmm. thing that your eye goes to is the fifty cal sitting on top. It's like, oh man. That's gonna mow some people down. <laughs> it never does. That's foreshadowing. Like it's yeah. gonna come back to that truck. Yeah. It's, we're getting there. It's happening. Like, and we, and it did. It wasn't as satisfactory as I wanted it to be. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, but it did. Yeah, I don't. Know. As far as my favorite part of the movie, like I, my favorite part's not necessarily a scene as much as as much as it's. I just love how balls to the walls it was. Mm-hmm. Everything about the movie, like. Every fight scene, every everything, like it, like when when do you get to see a bunch of senior citizens and that much carnage? It's amazing. Like one stomping <laughs> a guy's face until his head caves oh, in. <laughs> it's great. Like in any scene that Stephen Lang was in, he just fucking stole it. Yeah. Like he was so good. Yeah, it makes me want to watch. It makes me want to see uh, "Don't Breathe" too mm. that much more, especially mm-hmm. if he's gonna be the protagonist. Yeah, like. I'm conf- super confused as to how they're gonna spin this, but if he's the protagonist it's like, in it, it's like Terminator. He's gonna be like this, you know. It's like Terminator. That's true. He goes from the antagonist to the protagonist. There's also time travel involved there. Who says there's not? <laughs> and don't breathe too. <laughs> what if? It. What if they're just like they're like fuck it? I'm into <laughs> we're, it. <laughs> we're throwing we're throwing time travel into this into this timeline. Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think uh I think we can pretty much wrap it up on this one. There's there's it's just a, a fun fun movie. Like, yeah, I recommend this movie to everyone. As and, long as uh, you're as long as you're okay with some like pretty graphic carnage and stuff like that. Um I would definitely definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I just realized is that um Martin Cove's kid is in this movie too. Wait, what? He's one of the he's one of the hypers. Really? Yeah. That doesn't shock me. Jesse I Cove. It doesn't shock me. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. No. That's that's. Uh. I think all I got. It's uh. This movie's on Shutter. So. Uh. It's fucking four ninety nine a month. Just get it. Just do it. Just get it. Just. Just do it. 
Uh, other than um, that, though, uh, all yeah. right, bud. Yeah, that's I think VFW. That's, yeah, I think that's uh, that'll do it for this week. We are. Do we know what we're doing next week? Uh yes. I forget. I know we, we talked we, about we it ju- earlier. We just talked about it. Uh, we're uh, gonna give the editor. Oh. His due. Oh yeah. So uh, we the, just take that as a hint. The unsung hero. Yeah. All right. Um, well, until next week, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We're on all major streaming sites, so uh, tell a friend uh, or two, and uh, you know, help out your boys. Yeah. If uh, if you're anywhere where you can leave a star rating or a comment or anything, please do. Helps us out a ton. And um, yeah. And. Uh, Comment on any one of our social media platforms and tell us who your favorite rap rock band is. Ooh, that's that's, that's easy. <laughs> right? It's, Obviously, uh, it's... Bisque Limpkit. Saliva. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there, was a, there was a tour, like maybe a, it was maybe t- 2018, I feel like. Yeah. I saw it when I was in my last band still. It was Saliva. Uh-huh. Edema, and I think orgy. Ugh. I think wow. I might have gone for orgy <laughs> to hear one song, <laughs> two songs, Stitches and Blue Monday. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, except for you, I'm here for the gangbang. Oh, <laughs> this is an orgy concert. Oh shit. Oh, all right. I'm still here for the gangbang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next week, sir. Ooh, don't that punch was my your microphone. microphone. Yeah, sorry. Cheers, Please, sir. Bud. Have a good that night. That was yeah. Well, you just cheered a tin can with a glass mug, Damn James. It. Sorry. Here, cheers. There it is. Oh, so, so much. Satisfying. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.